Do your neighbors judge you when you run around like a madman to the mailbox? Are you spending the last of your paycheck on a book of stamps? Do you find yourself printing form letters at 3 o'clock in the morning? Well, welcome to Autographers Anonymous. Welcome to the Autographers Anonymous podcast. This is episode 5. We are all autograph addicts here. and We're going to go around the room. What's up, guys? It's Mike, a.k.a. The Godfather, coming from the home office. And I love Lamp. Troy. You, you, you know what movie that's from. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, go ahead, Troy. <laughs> I'll that later. Hey, everybody. My name is TTM Troy, and I used to know how to do YouTube videos. Oh, so sad. I know. My name is Zane Savage, and my mailbox is as barren as Betty White's womb. Ooh. Wow. Harsh, I know. But like, I thought it was funny. I don't know. At least I didn't make an Anchorman joke from 2004. Hey, happy holidays. <laughs> Womb joke. <laughs> Just so you guys know, uh, this is a public service announcement for our listeners. Uh, we have a weird schedule coming up because of Christmas and New Year. They both are on Tuesday. So we're going to go ahead and do a show next week. Yes, you heard it. Two weeks in a row, you're getting Autographers Anonymous. And then uh, we're going to come back after Christmas, after New Year's on the 7th and do an episode. So it all equals out in the long run. But uh, be here next week for back-to-back shows. It's amazing, right? Uh, let's move on to new returns. And uh, we'll start with the guy who has a million, Mike. <laughs> Small little stack. Um, I got my usual TTM returns, the 4 by 6s But I also made some purchases. Um Somebody was doing a, a <clears throat> excuse me, after Black Friday sale, I don't know, Cyber Monday. So for about 25 bucks, I picked up three 8x10s and then 11 by 14 I'll show the 8x10s first. This is a nice Fergie Jenkins, old Cubs photo, Hall of Famer. I've seen his go. I've I've seen his signature go up lately. I don't know why, because he signs so much. I don't know if he's in bad health, but that might be a good purchase. And, and they, going you know, it's something they needed. A Hall of Famer, you can't pass yeah. that up. Uh, this was five bucks, but it's Terry Pendleton. And if you guys watch baseball in the eighties, you or in the nineties, you guys know from the Braves, the great teams. So why not for five bucks? Um, also, I picked this up. This is Greg Jeffries. Hmm. And if you collected baseball cards in the late 80s, you guys know that name because he was supposed to be the big star, you know, the future 1980, what is it, 89 tops card that everyone wanted. And this was the main reason I got it. This is the 11 by 14. This is the wrestler Sting. So this is his Black Crow makeup, and it is Beckett Authenticate, or Beckett Witnessed, I guess. But for 25 bucks, you know, I got an 11 by 14 and three 8 by 10, so you can pass that up. Yeah, that's a great deal. Uh, now on to the 4 by 6s I'll try and get through these quickly. Got Gilbert Brown. He's a great Packer, um, defensive guy, 93. But he looked like he 
used to eat small children. That's the size of him. <laughs> uh, his nickname was Gravedigger. I think we're but he, he was he was just a monster on the on the field. So very cool return. Uh, NASCAR Daryl Waltrip. Boogity boogity boogie. Let's go racing. <laughs> He was a great, great racer in his day, but he's an even better announcer, I think, in the booth. Sign four. I usually don't send four, so I think one of these was an extra. I usually send three. But there he is with his car, and I love the old black and whites here. Old school NASCAR. Uh, Russ Francis was an old football player. And not, not a big name in the NFL, but I'll show you why I'm, I'm picking this one out. Uh, played for the 49ers and added the Super Bowl, let's see, 10. Uh, I'm not good with no Roman 15. numerals. Oh, no, wait, no. It's uh, 14? No. 20? I don't know. I'm, a, yeah, I'm just yeah. as bad at <laughs> But the reason I sent to him, if you guys remember WrestleMania 2, they had a bunch of football players that wrestled a gimmick match. But here he is right here. But you got the Hart Foundation, uh, Bret Hart, the late Jim the Anvil, and, of course, Andre the Giant. So just a very cool picture of a football player in the WWF ring. So he looks tiny. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Super Bowl 19 um, just adds up. Super Bowl 19. I looked it there up. There you go. Uh, Robert Griffin III is mm -hmm. signing through the Ravens address. Uh, he was great with the uh, Redskins. And he went to Baylor University, so signing two of two. So pretty cool. He's a big name back in the day, so nice to see him signing. Uh, if you guys remember, a few weeks ago I sent to Al Kaline with a $10 donation, he'll sign. Um, I sent to him again uh, because I specifically wanted this photo, which is him and Ted Williams. So a young Al Kaline and Ted Got Williams. Got full signature again. Yep. Lucky dog. For, for 10 bucks, the nice, not I'm angry <laughs> signature. It's so, a free signature. Anybody who watches Breaking Bad, uh, Better Call Sal, probably recognizes this guy, Jonathan Banks. Uh, over there. He was in The Incredibles, did some voice work as the agent. And one of my favorite movies, I think it's hilarious, uh, Airplane. Whoa, he's an airplane? He was an airplane. That's crazy. I, I, I had so. no idea. That's crazy. <laughs> so very cool. I actually got this one today. This is a double dip for me, but he's signing. So I took it. great drummer for Motley Crue. Wow. That's cool. Can you, say that, can you say it again? I think you cut out there, Mike. Uh, Tommy Lee, the great drummer for Motley Crue. See, I didn't even hear what you said, but I knew by the signature who it was. Okay, gotcha. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, signing three of three. That's good. That's, that's a good return. That's that's like $150 yes, right there. He uh, 
posted something. He doesn't want it sent to his home address, but he posted, I think, either his agent or a P.O. box, and he's glad to sign them, he said. So take advantage he of that. He doesn't sign with his hands, folks. He signs with something. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> joke for all you. Never mind. <clears throat> Move on. Another one I got today, TNA Wrestling former president Dixie Carter. Say what you want about wrestling and TNA, but uh, she she did well when she was there. Took a huge bump from Bubba Ray Dudley, went through a table, and she inscribed it, ouch, that hurts. So, cool wrestling return. Uh, NASA. I always love sending these guys. And I'm probably going to butcher the name, but this is Frenic Pollock. And he is one of the designers of the lunar rover, the bar that went on the moon. So a nice piece of history. Here he is with the other designers, just tooling around in the, in the rover. But always enjoyed getting the, the NASA guys. Uh, this one. Um, was that on the set of the moon landing that they did? <laughs> According to Steph Curry. Curry yes. Steph Curry, okay. yes. <laughs> um, this movie is one of cinematic, the best ever, Gone with the Wind. This is Mickey Coon, who played Bo Wilkes. So here is the actual movie poster signed. Uh, and if you don't know who Bo Wilkes is, let's see. He was the little kid. Of course, there's uh, Clark Gable. But just an iconic movie. So anytime you can get somebody associated with the movie, like uh, Gone with the Wind or like Wizard of Oz, those people are way up in age. So get them while you can. At a Star Wars return. Uh, just this is George Rubik, and of course he is one of the Imperial officers in Star Wars: A New Hope. So he is also up there in age, signing three of three, coming from England overseas. Use those forever stamps. I do. Makes it very convenient. This one I paid a donation for, I think $20, uh, getting a little shaky, but this is Don Larson, the Yankee great, who pitched a perfect game in the World Series, only person to do that. Uh, this one is inscribed to Archer, best wishes, Don Larson, S, World Series, and of course this is a shot from the World Series game. and. I sent to him specifically for this photo because I thought it was pretty cool. This is from the outfield looking in. So Larson's on the mound up here. But if you guys know anything about baseball, number seven, that's Mickey Mantle. Hmm. And uh, that is inscribed Don Larson, WSPG World Series Perfect Game 10856. So very cool inscription. Uh, just real quick, I love my 84 Tigers. This is Bill Shear, blown up 85 tops card. And here's the 84 Tigers win. And he is actually pictured in this photo 
so it's hard to see the autograph, but 84 Tigers, awesome team. This one, another Star Wars return. This is Doug Chin. Here's a picture of him and George Lucas. He's a uh, graphic arts designer. Did a lot of concept art for the Star Wars movies. Cool shot of uh, Darth Maul. Yeah, he did pretty cool work, didn't he? Yep. But he also, here's Rogue One. But he sent this pretty cool. Uh, it's like a, it's cardstock, but a little sketch of one of the. So anytime I can get something hand drawn from these guys, it probably took him 30 seconds to do, but it's awesome looking. Yeah. And on the cool stationery, too, or the yeah. cardboard. This is Leslie Ann Moore, great actress, but I love this shot. She was on The Muppet Show, hosted. Uh, you guys might remember her from the movie Pure Country, George Strait, and she played his manager and played Cinderella in one of the live-action films. me a T-shirt, too, from... Uh, American Princesses Season 1. Not super familiar with the show, but uh, that's right up your alley. <laughs> getting all the free swag over there, man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, last one is a huge personal return for me. Um, tracked down a private address. But this movie made me laugh out loud in the theater. This is Tina Fey. The movie Sisters with Amy Fowler. And she was the longtime writer and then cast member on SNL. There she is with Jimmy Fallon and the Weekend Update desk. And signed a third one. Just a cool shot. But a huge, huge get because uh -huh. she. We know she why it's sign. a cool shot. We know why it's a cool <laughs> shot, Mikey. You, you want me to do it? <laughs> Ding! <laughs> Yeah, just a just a cool return. So happy to add that one to my collection. But that's it for uh, this week. So very nice, Mr. Troy. All right, Troy boy. <clears throat> well, I had a few this week. Uh, just just a few. But uh, first one was uh, I got a couple of those '87 Fleers that I found at Goodwill back. So that's cool. Uh, first one is Mike Loind of the Rangers. He signed uh, two of one, so this is the one I sent, the 87 uh, FLIR update. And then he also sent me, what is this, an 87 tops as well. Did you prep those updates because so. it looked glossy as hell? <sighs> no. Uh, the smear? I did not. Nope. Watch. <laughs> nope. Oh. I had to make sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been that would have been funny that would have been that would have been like uh that tech clip worthy we would have clipped it out and made it its own little video and it'd that be one tech tv with chris perillo where the guy broke the 50 year old computer <laughs> oh shit shoot <laughs> uh, that's a classic uh classic episode um oh uh he was 120 days and then you got bob brower again on Oh, they're both Rangers. Uh, same card or same thing. 
and boat another one in 120 days. And then a couple of hockey. Too bad Mr. Summers isn't uh, isn't here. So got Jeff Hackett. I really like these are the only hockey cards I've ever bought. <clears throat> these 90, 90 or 91, 90 scores. So I really like how they turn out. So Jeff Hackett, um, this was sent to his home in Canada and got him in 247 days. And you know then, the nice thing about hockey yeah. cards? There's so much white on the card for them to mm-hmm. sign. Because like the rink right. is white, like the boards in the back are white, sometimes their jerseys are white. So no matter what, it's hard to screw a signature up, especially on those older cards that are matte. Yeah, they're really nice. I really like the set. So um, <clears throat> and then I got Rob Blake as the final TTM return. This was sent to the LA Kings in 109 days, again, on the same uh, same scorecard. So that's all for the TTMs. And then I'm going to talk about this here in a little bit, but I also did a subscription, my first ever subscription to the Autograph of the Month Club. And I'll show you those and talk about those a little bit later. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll tell some of the weird items I got in for my Fabric Fobs business just to throw something in there because I didn't get any TTMs. Um, I got in Luke Wilson shoes from a movie. I got in Bernie Mac's tie. Okay. So I've been uh, chopped up thoroughly, <laughs> put into fobs. So, uh, yeah, let's throw a little <laughs> thing in there. It's like, let's say something at least. Um, we're going to move on to the uh, Collector Chronicles. Uh, we brought this in last week and basically it's a little story that we can tell. We're going to tell our origin story, um, over time. Um, Troy did his last week. Um, but this week we're not going to do an origin story. We're actually going to do a story. That's, uh, an interesting one that I had. Um, I wrote to a guy named Glenn Shaddix. If you don't know who Glenn Shaddix is, he was the, uh, more rotund man that was on, uh, Beetlejuice, um, a classic Tim Burton movie. Um, and that's where I knew him from. He's been in several other movies. I think he was in several Tim Burton movies, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I wrote to him in 2010 and I believe it was an email. And what Glenn did was he signed and was kind of building them up. And I guess for, he was going to ship them out all at once. So he signed several over the course of like a few months and he was going to send them all out at once. Well, sadly, Glenn, passed away after he signed my item, but before he shipped it out. So um, the item was sitting at his desk and several months later after he passed away, I get a letter from his sister, I believe it was. And she told the whole story of how he signed stuff and like what happened with the signature. And like he had this signed item to me. I still have it to this day. Um, And it was sitting on his desk. He passed away. His sister found it and took care of his fan mail that was slept over. So uh, I have one of Glenn Shaddix's last signatures. Um, and I, I know there's a lot of stories like that out there. Um, and we'd be happy to hear yours. If, if you guys have one, if one of you guys listening, uh, feel free to post that on Twitter or Facebook, uh, Autographers Anonymous, you can find us. Um, but uh, I always find those interesting. There's good little stories behind TTMs. And those are usually, at least for me, those are my favorite. The ones that have a, a cool story to go along with the signature. Um, or 
I, I think it's pretty historic to have somebody just like one of their last signatures. I think that's, I know it's hard to prove sometimes in this case, it's easy to prove because you have a letter, but, um, it's always cool to have a little piece of history like that. Um, Anyways, that's the uh, Collector's Chronicles, a little short chronicle for you. Um, we're going to move on to the topic, which is going to be quite long, because I have a lot to say about it. Um, <laughs> this week's topic is how to make smart purchases. When do you buy an autograph? When do you uh, decide, okay, now's the time? When do you hold off and say, well, probably right now is not the best time? Um, are there certain factors that go into that? Um, and do we want to tackle this? I, I, I sell on eBay, as almost everybody knows, and I guess we should tackle it from that point first, since I do sell on eBay, and I do buy on eBay to sell on eBay, which sounds counterintuitive, but it actually works pretty well, um, and we've talked about dust before a little bit. I kind of want to delve more into rookies um, and when it comes to sports collecting. People tend to jump on these brand new rookies that come up, and I think it's one of the worst investments you can make. Here's why. If you have a hot rookie, you're going to pay top dollar because the, that is the hottest card on the market. If you look at the market, usually the rookies of the up-and-comers are the hottest ones. So you're going to pay top dollar for somebody who could bust. <laughs> so I'm, I don't think you're getting a lot of bang for your buck there. But yet people do it. 24 7 like it's constant in the community like that never changes the rookie is the hottest uh what do you guys think uh about that and i'll tell you what i do uh, which i think is smart and is low risk and low cost but uh what do you guys think about the rookie buys because that, those always drove me crazy it's it's the rookies and you know the hot the the first or second year it drives me nuts when i see let's say Let's just say Jeremy Lin. Everyone remembers Lin Sanity, right? Yeah. A couple of years ago, the uh, basketball player. His autograph was going for the price of Hall of Famers. And yeah. that drives me nuts as a collector. And everyone can make their own personal choices. But if, if I have the choice of a hot rookie or a hot player, or I can invest the same amount of money with – a Hall of Famer, somebody that has proven themselves, that guarantee, you know, they're in the Hall of Fame. They were one of the best players in their sport. You know, I'm going to purchase the Hall of Fame autograph because, like Zane said, the person who's hot right now, let's say they get injured or they just flame out, that autograph is worthless. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mark Pryor, another example. Yeah, he was he was a, a stud for a year or two, but then all of a sudden, where is he now? Is he in the Hall of Fame? No. <laughs> yep. So, like, I would really, like, if you're in a card collecting, and, like, I'm not a major card collector, but I'm more of a, I come at it from what's an autograph worth and where is, where is it at its peak and where is it at its low? Like, I, I feel like that's stupid. I'm sorry. I feel like it's kind of stupid to buy rookies at their highest. Now, what I do is I buy uh, players in their third or fourth year that show promise and are usually flying under the radar. Mm -hmm. um, what I, and I do mass buys. So it's basically you're taking a, a small risk for a gigantic reward if they become an all-star. And there's several examples of people that fly under the radar, Victor Oladipo, 
for in basketball is one that recently happened. Um, DeMar DeRozan was kind of that way, although he was known as a little bit of an all-star before that. Uh, but if you buy these people cheap, I'm talking like one or two dollars for an, a certified auto card, and they become big time one of the top 10 players in the league, you got yourself a major, major uh, upgrade in price. Um, somebody I did this recently with was Kenton Bazemore. And you guys probably don't know who the hell is Kenton Bazemore. This is a guy that plays for the Hawks. And I believe he comes off the bench. He's a sixth man. But he just scores like 20 points a game or around that, maybe a little under that, uh, coming off the bench. Um, and he's starting to hang out with some like higher-end people like, that podcast that Steph Curry recently got in trouble with, that was with Kent Bazemore and Vince Carter. So you start seeing stuff like that, and it starts giving you some insights on, okay, this guy has some possibility. I paid $100, or maybe it was 120 I think I got like 30 certified autos, a lot of them with game-use jerseys in them. And I take it, I buy it, I store it away. Mm-hmm. And in five years, if Kent Bazemore becomes an all-star, uh, even an all-star, I can like quadruple my money um, easily. And if he becomes, you know, one of the top players in the league, which is, that's a stretch. But if it happens, then you're talking the big bucks. So um, have you guys ever done that? Have you guys ever bought a player cheap that had potential? Hmm. Like an investment? I I don't really buy cards. you, You bust box every once in a while. Um, you know, I used to buy Derek Jeter's back when he was first getting started because I played ball against him. He was he was from my hometown. We we played ball when he was a senior. So I the the upper deck SP card because I could pick him up cheap. Um, I I don't personally invest in cards because I grew up collecting cards, and you know I've got thousands and thousands of cards and I don't, I don't think they're, you know, thing these days. And I think the only thing you're going to get a reinvestment is, you know, the, the one of tens or whatever, the, the, I don't know what it's called, short prints. And that's, I got out of that game a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those short, like some of those short print rookies can go for crazy amounts of money. Um, uh, that's uh, that's obviously the gold standard for cards nowadays. Um, if you have like a Mike Trout low numbered rookie, that's like a parallel auto jersey patch, like <laughs> you spit on the card and like you know all this crazy stuff that's on the card. Like, and the chances of you getting that are are slim to none. So I I really do agree with you on the sports cards. Like at this point, it's a hobby of passion more than money making unless you're doing it by bulk and you're an actual dealer i think you can make money that way uh but i i do the it's almost like a, a lottery ticket to me when i do the the buyouts of certain players uh that potential it's like okay i'm gonna put all my money on red this amount of money and uh worse comes to worse i can get rid of it for about what i bought it for you know whenever i want so it's not yeah, really I mean, that's, that's a good analogy like if, if you go in and buy, let's say, a blaster box, 20 bucks, that's it's a $20 scratch off. You're hoping for a big hit out of there. Now, right. if I get that big hit, you know, if the market's hot, I'm selling. I, as a collector, it's great, but I'm not going to hold on to that card because that's, 
I mean, I'm a TTM guy. I like to get through the mail, buying something, getting it out of blaster box. It just doesn't mean the same to me. Yeah, I think I think the sports card market is definitely a sell market. It's not a hold market. I don't think you can hold on anything unless it's um like I said something like I'm doing, like uh it's it's all about if you're you're not making money, you need to sell it and put your money somewhere else. Yeah, and um, if you can get in bulk too, that's you can get a bulk deal and uh, absolutely like like Mookie Betts a couple years ago, nobody really cared about him, but now you know he's what MVP and all star his, his stuff has skyrocketed. That's what I'm saying. And if you invest, if you do what I did and, and buy a crap ton of Mookie bets when he's okay and shows potential, and then you bet on that horse, you're riding it all the way to the bank. Mm-hmm. So that's why I do that. I think it's fun. I, and then I can, and I also have somebody to root for, um, hardcore. Cause I'm like, I got, I got a financial <laughs> interest here, you know? Um, and I don't have to pay, uh, you know, DraftKings anything. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that I, I've always been interested in, in sports card markets and stuff. Obviously, we're not the best qualified to talk about it because we're not necessarily sports card collectors. We dabble because they have autographs on the cards and we're mm-hmm. autograph people. <laughs> uh, but um, we could talk a little bit about the deaths. We've talked about this before. Um, we've talked about the window uh, you have whenever somebody passes away on selling and uh i found out the hard way in the last month the window was pretty short for somebody who has signed their entire life um because i had several stan lees and i didn't sell one freaking one of them um so i had two limited edition books one was listed at the time one i got in a little bit later and listed and um still for sale that's because Stan Lee signed everything that moved. Um, I found his signature actually worth was worth more before he died than after he died hmm. because the market got so flooded that it watered it down to nothing. Um, so if you if you're in the market for a Stan Lee signature, make sure it's authentic. But right now is a great time to go get it. And that's another one of those things I was going to talk about. If you're looking to buy. After somebody passes away, you would think that's a terrible time to buy, right? Like you don't want uh, that's when the market prices go up. Incorrect. After the little market window you have, it gets flooded and the prices compete with each other. People are just trying to get rid of their stuff because they know that this is probably going to be the highest they can get for it. And then they just keep lowering it and lowering it to get rid of it. And they end up being pretty, pretty cheap on some stuff. As long as it's authentic, you got to make sure it's authentic. Do your research. You know, you can't just buy it because it's cheap. That's, that's a terrible way to buy autographs. But uh, if you have confidence in the signature, know who you're buying from, make sure they have a, a return policy where they will pay for shipping to send it back. If you, you know, get it tested and it's not authentic. Uh, that's a very important policy to go by um, if you're buying from a store. And most stores that are reputable have that policy. Um, but yeah, uh, if somebody passes away, I would say wait two days, three days, market's flooded, go in there, and you might be able to snipe some good stuff. I know that sounds counterintuitive, but yeah. uh, it works. Also, you know, if you catch wind of the breaking news, Zings, there's that window if you can get in there it sounds horrible to say out loud yeah. but if you can get on hey it's breaking news in that short window before everyone's like i got this i'm jacking up the price you, mm-hmm. you can get a good deal because the, the price hasn't gone up 
Yeah, I actually saw some people welch on Stan Lee deals that they had before he passed away. And uh, once he passed away, they're like, yeah, we're not honoring this deal anymore. Sorry, here's your refund. And that's like one of the worst things you can do as a business. They got so much crap for it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, uh, going searching before they pass away is definitely a way to maybe make some money. Like I said, you would have, if you can find it for like 20 bucks, like a Stan Lee, you're obviously going to make money. But if you would have bought one for 100 before he passed away, I mean, you're sitting at about the same way you're going to sell it for because you waited too long to sell it. So it's going to mm-hmm. take time to ship it to you. You also have to think about that. So if you're thinking about flipping, um, you really need to get the signature in when they're, I hate to say it, but when they're coughing. Yeah. Um, so like, that's when you need to think about buying something. I hate to play those markets. I really, because yeah. I feel like there's bad karma behind it, but that's what everybody does in the autograph world. If somebody coughs, everybody's <laughs> buying it up. Uh, and I, I found it's a good place to sell too. Troy, you haven't talked like this entire time. You go ahead. <laughs> no, I was gonna say I uh, I actually I don't do a lot of flipping, but I did did a couple on uh, check out my cards uh, over the summer with a couple people who passed away, and and so I bought really low, and I marked it up like four times, relisted it, or I bought it from someone on COMC, went into my account, relisted it for four times what I paid for it <clears throat> and ended up selling. And then the person who bought it from me tried to do the same thing again and they're still holding on to them. They haven't sold them yet. So <laughs> wow. I, that was a good thing. I yeah, you got, you got in perfectly <laughs> at the market there. It sounds yeah, like, but, but as far as you were talking about the, the rookies, you know, last year it was uh, Aaron judge. Everybody was scrambling to find Aaron judge cards and every little thing. Um, this year it was uh, Otani. You know he had a good uh, product in one of the f- first releases of baseball cards this year, and people went nuts. And I mean, you're talking thousands of dollars for a one of five, you know, card. You have a foreign market <laughs> kicking in with Otani too. Think yeah, that. that's yeah. that's what's driving that price so but, high. But what happened during the the rest of the year was every single card manufacturer went overboard on putting Otani base cards and all these packs and all these different variants. And I just think it got oversaturated with him. Um, Absolutely. That's what the card companies are good at oversaturating. It seems like that's, that should be their motto. I mean, they, they pretty much ruined the, the uh, card collecting hobby in the nineties and the late eighties due to oversaturation. And I mean, I can understand where they're coming from there. There's more demands. We need to make more, but I feel like there's more creative ways to come up with revenue than just mass producing what people want. Because if you give up people what they want, what they actually want, they're not going to want anymore because it's like you said, there's too many. Yeah. But like, I agree with you. If, if I get a hit, it's going up somewhere pretty yeah, much. Dude, you can, I mean, <clears throat> you, sell, you can get a hit, sell it for 20 bucks. That's like uh, 20 TTMs you can send out. <laughs> you got like, what, 20 times three, that's 60 autographs you could possibly get for one hit in a box. I mean, there's ways to flip stuff in this hobby that's smart. And I think if you have something that you're not PCing, uh, which I don't PC a lot. I usually PC with memories and like things that are unique to me. Right. I don't really PC people. But uh, yeah, if I can make money up, for instance, I pulled, uh, I, I bought myself like three boxes of cards for Christmas and I pulled a a Roman coin out of uh, a Ginter box last year. I know this is autograph related, but um, <laughs> I 
flip that thing for $350. And I was like, holy cow. Like, and I, I was able to do so wow. much with that money that, you know, if it was just sitting on my shelf, mm-hmm. who knows what it'd be worth, you know, later down the line. That might, that now that might be something that would hold, hold value since it's not player, uh, it's not connected to a player. But still, I don't want to take the chance. I'll just take the money and I can yeah. put that somewhere else and make more money. I did that with uh, one of those uh, WWE uh, 8x10 where you get five autographs in a box or something like that Right, a couple years ago. Right. I, I, I just decided to pop on it. And I actually got one that I wanted, which was Jimmy Hart. You know, I always wanted a Jimmy Hart. So I was like, okay, I won. Um, and then yeah. there were a couple duds like, uh, oh, I can't even think of the guy's name. Like Car- Carlito. Oh, Carlito. <laughs> who the heck is Carlito? I don't yeah. even know who Carlito is. Um, <laughs> and uh, But then the very last one was one of those uh, multi-signed 31 signatures of classic WWF people. And I held on to it for a year, but then I was like, it's gone. And I got, you know, 200 and something for it. So Nice. That's so, awesome. And, and the person was really happy, too. So it was like a win-win. Um, but I don't really have a big wrestling even though I have some up there, I don't really have a big wrestling PC. I just liked it as a kid. So I think, I I think that's something people need to accept in this community. I feel like people have a uh, adversion, aversion to people selling things to get things they want. I feel like it's looked down upon where like, well, you're selling something. you got an autograph for somebody and you're selling it. It's like, well, it's my collection. Like the collection is for me. So if I have things I want to move around and get other things that I want, isn't that the whole point of collecting is having stuff you want? Like that's the whole point, right? Right. TTMs so, in general are looked. Yeah, TTMs. And- TTMs are what people get angry over, mm-hmm. and and the way I see it, the collection is for you. If I signed autographs, if I was a celebrity, and I signed somebody some autographs, and they traded my autograph or sold my autograph for something else they want, whatever. Like, how does that affect me? Like, if I'm doing maybe signings, it would affect me, and if I'm doing signings, I think it'd be kind of stupid to sign the same way TTM anyway. I mean, I appreciate the people that do it, but if you're trying to make money off signings, doing it for free in the mail, signing the exact same way is a little uh, counterintuitive to doing cons. But uh, like I said, I appreciate the people. Um, <laughs> but like, I wouldn't care if somebody sold a signature. Uh, I think it comes from like self-righteousness from collectors that think they're holier than thou um, because they don't move any of their stuff. They keep it. And and, and I, have a, I have a little bit of respect for that. I do, but... Again, you shouldn't be able to tell me what I, I should do with my collection. Right. It's my collection, not yours. You do what you want with your collection, and I can think it's cool and do whatever I want with mine. But there is still some truth to the fact that some people who do sign uh, really hate it when you sell something that they're doing for free. You know, it, it sure. does kind of, and they might stop signing. You hear about those all the time, and there is truth to that. Absolutely, um, you know, and but, but I don't think there's here's it's 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 a part of the it's part of the business. Yeah. It's going to happen. And if they went into TTM signing thinking that stuff wasn't going to get sold, um, they were a little bit naive <laughs> going in. I'm sorry. And, yeah. But it's a little Especially more if they're signing 20 different pieces for one person. Exactly. <laughs> it's a little more understandable with historical figures. I can understand where they, did, they don't understand the market because they're historical figures and not in the entertainment business. I understand. And it's a little more saddening like, to see somebody that's a historical figure stop signing because of sales. I'm like, oh man, that person didn't know. Mm-hmm. And they were signing for people out of the goodness of their heart. And then they got upset about this. And that sucks because it gives us a bad name as, coll- as collectors uh, to see so, like a historical person uh, get upset at us due to sales. 
but it's kind of what happens. I wish it, I wish there was a PSA we could give to everybody that gets a TTM. Like, <laughs> okay, this is what's going to happen. You're going to sign stuff. A lot of people are going to keep like one photo and trade the rest. A lot of people are going to send you like 10 and sell them all. Like it's, it's part of it. Mm-hmm. You can choose to do whatever you want. You can sign one for each person. You can choose to sign all of them and flood the market. And so it doesn't even matter anymore because you're making your money somewhere else. You can choose to not sign at all. That's all up to you. Um, I, w- I wish there was a PSA that could go out to all the people that sign <laughs> that know what happened with that happens with the signature. Um, but I don't know. I guess yeah. it's kind of off the topic of our original um, <laughs> idea of when to buy and when to uh, kind of so uh, I've, I only, I've only sold TTMs what? once um, when I was really hurting, and my my biggest buyer was actually Pat Nishak. He bought a few things, which was kind of funny. So. Oh, that is cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, and that's another thing. People expect people not to sell when they're in a pinch. It's like, oh, I have this pile of money sitting over here, and I need the money to survive. Like, I'm in a bind. Like, people are going to reach in that pile of money. Like it's not reasonable to sit there and think that somebody's going to be like, I have morals when it comes to my collection and I'm just going to suffer because I have these morals about autograph collecting. Mm-hmm. Autograph collecting is for the person. You're getting physical enjoyment out of it, getting stuff in the mail every day. And some people get monetary and you know, whatever you got to let people do their thing. You, you can, you can hate on them a little bit, I guess. I mean, you can say, I, I don't agree with that, but to each their own, that's as far as I would go with it. So let's get back to buying and selling then. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing I want to talk to you guys real quick about that, you know, we've, we've touched on some subject, but um, just the basic of buying, where do you buy and where do you sell? Um, obviously, eBay is pretty much the gold standard in online markets. Um, there's Facebook forums, stuff like that. And one reason I want to bring up this topic about being smart is, you know, Zane touched on it a little earlier about doing your research. There are some good deals out there on eBay. Um, You can find stuff that's certified through companies like Upper Deck, um, you know, those top tier companies that sign people like Michael Jordan and LeBron James. But you are going to pay top dollar for that. Even on the resale market, you know, if you don't buy it directly from Upper Deck and you buy it from eBay, you're still paying top dollar if you buy it off uh, Facebook from a collector because it's got that Upper Deck authentication, you are going to pay top dollar. Same thing with third-party authenticators. If you're going to take a third-party authenticator, go with one of the big boys, you know, JSA, PSA, uh, Beckett, Mm -hmm. somebody that has a name in the industry. And we always throw this out there when we talk about third party. It's it's their opinion. It's a professional yep. opinion, but it's it's an opinion. It's not if it's got a sticker on it, doesn't mean that it's <laughs> completely authentic. We all know that, but that we throw that out there every time we talk about it. But Absolutely. just be smart with that. Just because something has a COA on it, you know, in the listing, does not mean that it's authentic. And I you know, us as collectors know that, but somebody that may be listening, that's not a collector. Of course, we're coming up on Christmas time. Somebody wants a a present for, you know, one of their relatives. They type in autograph, 
you know, Miley Cyrus and all of a sudden they see COA on it <laughs> and they think, Oh, it's, it's legit. And of course people can print those out on their home printers and get them professionally done. But you know, it does, doesn't mean anything. So just be smart as a collector or a buyer. And of course, as a seller, you know, just sell if <laughs> it's authentic. Don't, you know, if, if you have about it, I wouldn't try and pass it along to us, somebody else. Absolutely. And, and like I said, the most important thing as a seller, you need to offer full refund with paid shipping if it doesn't uh, pass authentication. That's the main that's the main thing when I'm buying autographs. If that if that, that policy is there and the signature looks good, I'm willing to take a risk on it. Uh, but if it's not there, that tells you the person who's selling it does not have confidence in their signature uh, that they're selling because then that means they don't want they know they're going to get caught up in a bundle. And they're going to have to pay for shipping back. And then they're going to have to resell the signature. And if it's a lot of money, then they're going to have to come up with that money that um, they probably already put in their bank account and used. So, yeah. and, and really if you're buying to, off, sorry, if, you, if you're buying off Facebook forums and you're using PayPal, always do, you know, the goods and services. You know, if, if you have somebody that you haven't dealt with and they say, send the payment, friends and family, you have no protection when it comes to, you know, fighting it. But if you send it goods and services and it either doesn't show up, someone tries to scam you, or if you know you you have a problem with it, you try and return it. At least PayPal will will back you as a buyer. So uh, don't do friends and family unless you know it is a friend and family. Right, that's a good tip. Yeah, yeah, and and you know Facebook's kind of the wild wild west of uh, buying and selling a little bit. The PayPal gives you some protection. Um, but it's kind of like, it reminds me of uh, Craigslist back in the day, but with shipping, it's kind of what I get the feel of. Um, and you really have to know your stuff. If you go in there, you can ask for opinions in, in popular pages, by the way, uh, take a picture of whatever somebody's selling. And I, I wouldn't tell them where it is cause they'll go buy it before you do, but, um, take a picture of it and post on autographs 101, or there's several different places. You can, I actually have a page that I run called, um, authenticate your autographs on Facebook. Um, that's supposed to be a group think where people come together and, and try to give their opinions. Again, only opinion, not certification, just opinions. And you can make your decision from there with extra input. Um, there's several pages that do that. Um, and that can help out with your buying decisions. Um, and, and you can find some great deals, especially in bulk on Facebook. I found the people will be like, I got a pile of cards here. Um, and they'll say, okay, 20 bucks for the lot and you'll get some great stuff in there because yeah. they don't have to pay. They don't have to pay eBay fees if they're on Facebook. So you can get it at a bit of lower price. And a lot of time, those guys that are, you know, are doing the IPs, you know, that are on Facebook, they'll try and move the stuff at a higher price, let's say on eBay or something, it doesn't sell. So they'll, they'll offer it a discount on some of the pages and just to move some of the stuff because a lot of those guys are not collectors. They they're autograph hounds. It's it's a business for them. They chase. They get the autograph. They want to move it. And if they can't get top dollar for it, you know they'll lower the price. And because to them it's it's an inventory, and they don't want overhead. So exactly, a lot of these guys will be like best offer. Okay, sure, get it yep. out of here. Next. Mm-hmm. And with autograph hounds, it's it's kind of. Um, it got mixed feelings there because obviously some of the ethics of autograph hounds we've talked about before the, the, the uh, you know, 
we're assholes as collectors and it tends to bring out the worst whenever you're doing it in person sometimes um uh, but again without them uh the market wouldn't be as saturated and your prices would go up for paying for a signature and think about that you know the, these guys are chasing down people that do not sign ttm so mm -hmm. they're you know on, on facebook forums or ebay you have a chance to add somebody to your collection that you can't get through the mail and me as a as a ttm collector you know i'm i'm pretty in tune with who's signing but there are people that i can't get and i want them in my collection so i have to rely on you know an ebay or a facebook forum the autograph hounds you know that's, autograph world yeah that's that's part of it you know you you have to buy certain people because there are people out there that are like they're they're not touching fan mail ever mm -hmm. so and the great I, thing about that stuff like 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 Mike said, they're getting rid of that usually at a lower price to just move it. So uh, if you are looking to flip, a lot of that stuff is great to flip on eBay. If you're wait, if you're willing to pay um, that low price for it and sit on it for like six months, you can probably easily double or triple your money on some of that stuff if the person's popular enough. Because um, I know I've done it. I've done it with Neil deGrasse Tyson and Autograph World, and like there's there's several people I've done it with. Um, you just got to be smart about it. You got to do your research. You got to know what's in demand, what's not in demand. What, what do people like? Um, and you do that by, you know, discussing with people in the community, watching shows like this, um, or listening if you're on the podcast. And, um, but yeah, if you guys have any questions about, uh, buying or selling and buying low, so, uh, selling high, when to buy, uh, maybe the trading card stuff, maybe shoot it to another podcast. Cause we're not as, <laughs> up on that stuff but uh, go ahead and post it on facebook or twitter one or instagram one, one more. stacy's got an instagram you can post on <laughs> <laughs> one, one more quick tip for you guys and a general rule with autographs if the deal is too good to be true it probably is you're not okay. going to pick up a, a bryce harper for for 10 bucks you know on on ebay a lot of those guys at forge are going to do it in bulk they're going to sign, you know, a hundred Bryce Harpers and sell them for 10 bucks a piece because somebody will buy it instead of trying for one at a hundred, you know? Yep. So just, if it's too good to be true, there's probably a good chance. It is not authentic. Mm -hmm. That's a good point to end the segment on. Um, let's go ahead and move on to the giveaway. And uh, we had a giveaway last week for the uh, two amazing Hollywood stars, Nick Cannon right here <laughs> mr and, uh, mariah carey that's right <laughs> and well they, they i think they divorced or broke up or whatever yeah. uh and then jamie kennedy so the two amazing hollywood stars there uh and and the winner for last week was marvin ford congratulations marvin just send us your information uh, messages on facebook um autographers anonymous on facebook and we'll get that out to you asap and uh, it turns out the winner of the T-shirt that we gave away, uh, the Autographers Anonymous T-shirt that Mike made, uh, did not respond to us. So we still have the T-shirt. So guess what we're giving away this week? Uh, the T-shirt. The T-shirt. <laughs> so uh, to win this T-shirt, uh, we want to know from you, uh, around how many autographs do you have in your collection? And uh, you can do a very rough estimate, a rough estimate, an exact uh, knowledge of your of whatever it is. We don't care. Just give us a number, and we'll be happy with it. That's That'll be an entry. 
Um, and you can enter on Facebook. Just go, uh, I think it's community. You hit on the side and you can post on our Facebook page or go to Twitter and add us again. It's autographers anonymous on both. Uh, if you want links to them, just go to autographersanonymous.com and we have links to all of our social media stuff. Uh, even our YouTube page where you can watch the video of this. If you're listening to the audio version, um, you can see our ugly mugs. Well, my ugly mug, you guys are beautiful people. Um, so, um, yeah, go ahead and enter and, uh, you can win that awesome t-shirt that Mike made. And, uh, yeah, that's that. Uh, we're going to move on to a new segment, another new segment. We're making segments like crazy over here. Uh, <laughs> this one is called the uh, TTM Tool Review. And what I thought on this, we were uh, what we're going to do is kind of every once in a while get a new service that helps out TTMers, autograph collectors um, that could be beneficial to you. And we'll review that and tell you if it's any good or if it's crap. And uh, hopefully with that knowledge, you can become a better collector. This week, we have the Autograph of the Month Club. And uh, Troy tried that out for us. So, uh, Troy, boy, go ahead and give us your little review of Autograph of the Month Club. Yep. Uh, so, Autograph of the Month Club, I've, I've heard about this for, I want to say, a couple of years. But I never quite uh, took the, pulled the trigger on it, as they say. And basically what it is, it's kind of one of those uh, loot crate type of subscription things. And so in the U.S., it's $20 a month plus $3 shipping, and you get an autograph. Uh, they say it's a movie film autograph person. They don't make any claims that it's going to be a A-lister. In fact, uh, they say it probably isn't when you subscribe. Um, but I tried it out. I subscribed last month, and I got my first package today, or actually yesterday, and I'm going to do a video on this. Uh, for my channel soon, but it comes in a mailer, cardboard mailer, fairly secure with another, actually there was another bag inside of it, and then a plastic bag inside, so it's very well protected, and uh, I'll just show you what my very first shipment was, and then we can talk about it a little bit. So you get this... Uh, letter i don't know what i did with the letter here we go so you get a welcome kit that kind of says how it all happens on there and then it actually says here what do you expect we work hard to bring a balanced line of tv film actors don't expect a-list actors for twenty dollars people um <clears throat> part of the fun is not knowing who you will get and sometimes you might not even know the actor which, so do they do they throw in big names to like you know once in a while um, from what I saw yeah um, that's that's smart that's what I would you do know they even had um, right now uh, on a sister site I think it's autograph.deals they actually have some specials and people were posting what their specials were and they had like a a dual signed Michelle Nichols and Walter Koenig that they got in a package you know like a Star Trek theme type thing so that was pretty cool. Um, but it's autographofthemonth.com, and the owner's name is Marco. Now, here's what I got, and then we'll kind of go back to Marco in a second. He seems like a really cool guy. He's really responsive in emails because I asked him a couple things. So the very first one I got, this is for you, Zane. I don't know why I thought of you when I got this. It's not Ozzy Osbourne, but... Ah, the weasel. Holly Shore. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. that, 
that was this month's autograph. Um, and again, I'll talk about this in a second, but it comes no COAs, but the, he has stickers on the back right there. And then it's store COA is what we call it. It's basically right. the opinion that, you know, if, and it also gives you a place of origin where the autograph was purchased. You can always go back to and hopefully get a refund if it's not authentic. So, so Marco, I don't know if you can see this or if it's backwards, it's backwards on my screen, but he is the owner of truly authentic autographs. And he is also the owner of 258 west.com autographs and so he is you know definitely a, a dealer putting these together and he signs his own coas but they all look pretty good and this was his bonus for joining um it seems like he sends this out a lot it's kind of funny uh jason earls from anna montana <laughs> and kick in kicking it which i actually got him on a kicking it piece a couple of years ago um so i didn't actually mind this but so when you first sign up, usually you get a bonus item and then the monthly item. Um, but I decided to try it. Um, and yeah, I, I think I'll keep I'll keep doing it for a few more months and see how so it you goes. you get two your first time? Is that what you got? Right. And then one, and one, one right. month after okay. that. So I, I recognize this uh, 258 West Authentic Signatures because back in the day, I ran across some weird trading cards. Uh, that were made by a weird company, and that's that's exactly who it is. Uh, I guess he makes some like uh, customs and uh, gets them signed by celebrities. And if you go to the 258west.com website, you can hit trading cards, and his customs are right there. He used okay. to sell a lot more than that. I, I think he, there may be more on here. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, interesting guy. His stuff looks legit. I remember thinking it was decently priced for. Uh, for legit autographs mm -hmm. uh, and he's got some higher end names on the, uh, the trading cards, Tom Hiddleston, yeah. uh, Karen Gillian, stuff like that. Yeah. So um, that's I can't find, you know, I was searching through star tiger and, and some of the forums and, you know, he addresses the, probably the biggest complaint in that letter is you're not going to get an A-list. You're not going to get your Harrison Ford for $20, you know, yeah. through the thing. But um, I'm, I'm pretty impressed with it. Um, I think I'm going to keep going for a little while and, as, as much as I knew about this, I never knew someone who had actually subscribed. Right. And so I wanted to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's an interesting one. I've always thought about doing something like that. So I'm always interested in people that actually go and pull the trigger and start little services that do that. Um, yeah. Um, Coming up so, what what the weeks, COA thing? Oh, Go ahead, Mike. Uh, coming up in a couple of weeks, I... I just made my first purchase. Same same type of thing. It's it's one of the like the it's a it's a group on Facebook called Zobi, and they have like mystery boxes and uh, different categories. So I'll actually have one of the like one of the boxes coming in. It contains I think one autograph. They do each month is a different theme. Uh, you can have I think. Mine coming up has something from either the Empire Strikes Back, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, or some another. Could be any one of the the themes, and uh, it should be an autograph, or they do like the the Funko Pops. Mm -hmm. If they get those signs, so I'll have something to contribute along this line coming up here. Uh, I I bought the December one, so once mine comes in, I'll I'll be able to 
Perfect. We'll do a new uh, TTM tool review. <laughs> is what the name. This is such a great name, right? Uh, and we could do. I love these box ideas. Those will be fun to, to review. And I, and we'll also do some services. Maybe some address services. Uh, maybe one big one called Star Tiger that we we we'll probably do a whole show about uh, yeah. the history of Star Tiger and, and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, this this box sounds pretty interesting. I I, I actually thought it was going to be a box because usually they come in boxes, mm-hmm. but it turns out it's just a sleeve, uh, yeah. and, and that's how you have to start out, right? You have to start out small and, and work your way up. I wonder how many subscribers he actually has. Yeah, he doesn't say. I was wondering the same thing. Um, but yeah, if it's okay with everybody, you know. Every at least once a podcast or once a month, whenever I get one, we won't go into depth, but it'll show up on my what I got. Yeah, it'll show up in your, so. your returns. Yeah, so you guys will know kind of how that's going through uh, through the returns throughout the uh, episodes. That'll be that'll be nice to have. Okay, well that's uh, I love that segment. We'll we'll keep that going because uh, there's so many tools out there for collectors, and you kind of not you kind of got to know what to pay for and what to kind of leave behind. Um, and uh, yeah. We'll go ahead and uh, we'll go ahead. No, I wasn't sure when I opened this. The first thing I thought was Ozzy Osbourne, and then the second thing I thought was Joey Lawrence, and I'm like, oh, it's Polly Shore because he yep. has. <laughs> I actually have a Polly Shore signed DVD, and it's that's that's a really good movie, Son-in-Law. That's what that's Son-in-Law. From. Yeah. yeah, I love that movie. <laughs> um, uh, you guys got anything to promote for this week? Uh, I am making my return to YouTube. Hopefully, da, da, da. I know. So be looking for that. Uh, hopefully, I won't fail the last like I did the last two times. I tried to put a video together, but I've been sick for about two or three weeks, and so I'm ready to to get back. So uh, you can find those on ttmautograph.com or Troy A. Rudder on YouTube. Mikey, yeah, I don't think I have anything this week because uh, it's the end of the year. It's been a very long collecting year for me i'm kind of burnt out posting stuff on social media so i've got one more group of photos that are coming in and ready to go out and i think i've got one more photo order before the end of the year so i'm just kind of focusing on getting those out and then next year uh, i'll start back up with the with the social networks you heard it here, folks. If you want to get any information from Mike, you have to watch this show. So. <laughs> right now, yes. <laughs> um, and uh, as always, uh, I run an eBay store, the Savage Library, on eBay. And I also run a business called Fabric Fobs on Etsy, where we have pieces of celebrity clothing, including Luke Wilson's shoes and a keychain. Uh... And you can hold it with you all the time. Luke Wilson shoes in, in the palm of your hand. So uh, go check that out, Fabric Fobs on Etsy and the Savage Library on eBay. Um, also remember next week we're doing a podcast. I know it's weird two weeks in a row, but, uh, we got Christmas and new year's coming up. So we're doing the 18th. Uh, we're going to have podcasts and we'll be back on the 7th uh, of January. All right. That's it for today. And you take care. All of you autograph addicts.